Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. When two Division I athletes discuss the challenges and successes of navigating life after competing, you get conversations designed by athletes for athletes. I'm Don Sutton. And I'm Brooke Beerhouse, sharing with the athletic community stories and insights to better understand life when your sport ends. If you are a new listener, welcome. My name is Brooke Beerhouse and I am your co-host along with Don Sutton. Hello, everyone. I love that smile at the beginning when we don't really know if we want to say hello to each other awkwardly in this room as we were recording, just for the sake of people knowing that we're both here. It breaks the ice talking about it, doesn't it? (laughs) It does. So with that, um, if you listened to last week's episode, we are continuing that discussion with eating habits and eating styles after your sport ends. It's a topic that a lot of athletes go through. I think it's very important to discuss and we definitely discussed it on my end last week we talked about disordered eating and eating disorders and if that is a episode that you would like to talk that you would like to listen to if you haven't already that is last week's episode this week however i am turning the dialogue over to don i think it's important for us to both share what we went through even though it it does look different I think there are a lot of similarities and especially for men to talk about their experiences with food and related to food sometimes, I think that there there's a lot of really positive things that can come out of this conversation. So, Don, we are going to talk about your eating habits after your sport ended, but before we get into the content for this episode, we are going to take a quick word from our sponsors. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Yes. I know I will only be betting if you're wearing my UT hat. Yep. I am his superstition, and I kind of love it. I wear the Longhorns hat every Saturday, and so far, when I've worn it, we've won. When I've not worn it, we've lost. Yes. Yep. It's pretty disappointing. I know. From game spreads and totals to team players and coaching and props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always an online casino as well. Never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Man, I wish I could access the internet via my laptop at the dog park. Well, you know I have something where you can do that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's got a Skyroam Solace. I don't know if you'd want to do it at the dog park, though, because you and I are too busy playing with all the dogs. But if you wanted to you would have the option. The Skyroam Solis is a personal hotspot where you can work anywhere, whether that's on the road, at the dog park, or maybe just on a walk around the neighborhood, right? I guess so. I guess so. And now it's 20% off 
at skyrome.com with the promo code Rome with Brooke. That's R O A M with B R O O K E for 20% off at skyrome.com. I want to know if you had any changes that happened while you were in college and while when you first were really upping that training and competition schedule as a Texas swimmer. Yeah, it's it, it it's funny. In college, it seemed like at least during my time and era, it was more of gain weight. I got into college at 185. And 6 7 yeah. 185, which is a rail, nothing like teeny tiny. Yeah, very teeny <laughs> tiny. So, it seemed like Ed's mission for most of the freshmen was always get that weight up Mm. and I just kind of kept getting that weight up if you will um I think I discussed previously a lot of guys my height who were really well like who were some of the best were probably like 210 215 uh I got to 225 like and that was muscle that was uh I think I was pretty lean. I don't know. I, I, I've seen I haven't pictures. Looked at, you were lean. You're I haven't looked lean. at yeah, but my focus was like hit the weight room a lot mm-hmm. and swim and crush it and do whatever it takes to ke- keep that mentality. Mm-hmm. And that required a lot of eating. Like, did you see a lot? <laughs> Well, before you tell me exactly, because I want to hear what that would, what your meals would constitute, like what that mm-hmm. amount of eating looked like. But you had asked me in the other episode, did you see changes? Did you see that reflect in the pool? Like, did you, when you were eating? And- I think, yeah, it, you know, my freshman year, I had an excellent year. And my sophomore year, I started to dwindle, and so did my junior year. And I think that was a combination of the diet. Um, you know, being in those years, I didn't really focus on the right nutrition. I focused on what was in front of me, available and easy access, whether it's just a strap for cash or whether it was you know what was in dining hall that day so i mean and by no means am i saying that they didn't have healthy food accessible it's just more of the availability of not that healthy food that makes you want to grab it like ice cream snickers bars you know (laughs) You're gonna you you're gonna want to after lunch. And yeah. If it's accessible, you're gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't the best mentality at all. And I kinda went that route, I think, for some of it at the very least. Did you notice any difference on your emotions or how you'd feel after eating a lot? Like if you ate too much or did you have a gauge on that or were you just so like, starving from all the workouts that you did anyways that I would eat too fast. Okay. Yeah, I think uh I think I didn't recognize that. Maybe that is a form of eating disorder in its own way. Uh but 
anytime we'd sit down, you know, I would eat two Chipotle burritos. Oh my and gosh. And I'd probably only need one and a half. Mm. But it was there. I was going to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I think that that was the biggest one that had to come to fruition with me. And the fact that um, there aren't, like, there isn't necessarily the same number of calories or quality of calorie in a larger portion of food. Mm. So, um, Buffalo Wild Wings, excellent example. They're boneless chicken tenders. They're like all bread. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I would just go eat at them because Mm. they were cheap and affordable and it was available. And if you have it's like two wing for one day or two wings for one or whatever deal they had at the time. I don't eat at Buffalo Wild Wings anymore. Yeah. But um, I know they have these deals. Or like pluckers, all you can eat wings. I'm going to try and capitalize. Well, yeah, you had to get creative. <laughs> oh yeah, so and you can't walk out with a to-go box, so you're gonna you're gonna eat. <laughs> Would you eat with friends? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. But I don't. It it may have been something like a mentality or a subconscious thing, kind of like in your situation too, where it was like. I, I'm just going to eat out eat everybody. Mm-hmm. Like maybe maybe I did see a competitive sense in that, and I shouldn't have. Yeah, I I really shouldn't have. I don't know why I would, but that's why I started eating so fast and so quickly. And um, yeah, it took a while to really really figure that out for me. So when you quit when you quit competing when you were no longer competing, I know. You were still training, um, even after your sport like ended mm-hmm. in, a, in a way. So, what were some? What was that relationship like? I mean, with food, or what were some things that you had to learn right whenever your sport ended? Well, it was weird because I had started getting into um, cooking at home more because it was just more the more affordable option. And I think you can know, you know, as well, um, I, I, I cook a lot. It's awesome. And <laughs> for me, um, it was really because it, out of necessity and affordability mm. that I started looking at these alternative routes to go. And it really wasn't until um, I had parted with swimming that I had more time to start like cooking yeah. because you know, you would get out of practice at like 5.30. I think we got out of practice at 5.30. And I lived 10, mile, 10 miles, 15 miles away because of affordable housing. And then you finally get home at 6.30. Do you have like homework? And then like you don't want to do anything because you're freaking tired. Yeah. And... You pass, in Texas, you pass Whataburger, you pass <laughs> Steak and Shake, you pass... DQ. You pass, you pass the fast food mile, mm-hmm. and you're just like, I'm just going to grab this. I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I'm ready to go home and sleep. And really, when swimming it ended, 
I eliminated 20 hours of working out a week that gave me a little bit more. Now, I didn't lose weight because I kept drinking and I kept Mm. eating a lot. And I kept drinking and eating like I was swimming seven to 8,000 yards a day or 14, whatever it is. And, uh, yeah. And I actually got all the way up to 250. And it wasn't until, um, I was in graduate school and I was grading TA papers that I really, and coaching swimming that I really like grabbed a hold of what needed to get done Mm. because for me, I wanted to be a role model for the younger kids as well as being not sluggish because I rode my bike everywhere and, uh, yeah. I was eating hamburger helper and like grilled chicken that I would cook for four days to just hold me over. Yeah. Because I just couldn't handle it anymore. It was quite the transition. I'm trying to think like when there was a true turning point for me as far as eating goes. Well, it sounds like it, it was during your graduate school. It kind of was. It, it, I mean, I got. I had gotten into this realm mm-hmm. where I started packing and pre-making lunches. I started doing a lot of things. But, you know, I was still strapped for cash. Mm-hmm. So I'm eating bologna sandwiches, you know. Right. Like, uh, that, that kind of stuff. And I still wanted to work out, like, a ton because... I don't know, like, you just have that kind of energy, and, you know, you just want to go. Well, when you started working out more, or still, Mm -hmm. again, did you, was that your mentality? Did you think that you needed to eat the same amount as you did in college? Or at this point, did you sort of shift a little bit and realize, maybe I don't have to have two Chipotle burritos or... Were you still, you know, with that same mindset? Honestly, it was looking for affordable options. Okay. I was like, literally, I was looking at any any option and every option for making sure that I had beer money for <laughs> Friday and Saturday night, That's which where is horrible. Is. Yeah horrible mentality and yep. oh, it, no. it, it started it it started me along the right path in the mm-hmm. sense of making meals but i still kept that weight of just cheap food and beer in me and even when i had switched over to pwc and i started working full time where i had money and i could eat a healthy I think I still had this young mind mentality where I was like, I'm a dude, I can like I can power through this. And I started making lunches eventually for myself and just bringing them to the office because that's a great way to save money. Save money. <laughs> yeah. And but I'd still go out after work mm. and we would go to just you know, like at nice restaurants. But there's still like 
the, fries they're, yeah, it, <laughs> it's like food. it's like gourmet burgers, oh, right? Yeah. So you're talking like a great burger with gouda cheese and like an egg on an top, egg on top, sure. bacon and chipotle mayo. Yeah, and you're you're gonna get it because now you have money, and you're like, yeah. oh, that sounds so freaking awesome. <laughs> And then after that, after those two years, yeah, and like after those two years, I think I really sat down and I was like, okay, I can't keep living like this. I'm gonna die at forty. <laughs> well, what did so when you were at your heaviest? Mm-hmm. I think that that's something that a lot of athletes unfortunately go through after their sport ends Mm -hmm. right is either gaining weight and like sort of not having a handle on the food as much what did you do what were your how did you lose the weight or what was your mindset with that well i'll tell you one thing right now yeah with guys it's kind of cool to get that big I'm just saying. Okay. Like, no wonder you were smiling. When I hit 250, I was like, whoa, that's kind of awesome. I'm a big boy. But I should probably lose some weight. <laughs> yeah, you do have like, a sense of pride when you say you got to 250. He's like yeah. smiling over here. You're like, you know, it, it. it's funny in that sense where you're, you're like, oh, I'm heavy. But yeah. it. It's funny, too. So I started traveling with PwC, and I started traveling abroad a lot. But when I stayed home, I was trying to save up money for buying, like, doing things, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, doing really nice things. And the best way, it brought me back to that mentality of being in college where I started cooking my own meals. And this time, I could afford nicer ingredients and nicer lunch meats and everything else. And I started eating at home more. And I noticed that I would lose weight almost immediately. When you the got The two home. weeks that I was at home. Wow. But then when I went and I traveled, like, you know, you would go, you would go out with a group of people and people are like, oh, let's grab this mac and cheese. It has lobster in it. You're just like... <laughs> You're not going to say no. (laughs) And then airport food. Oh, my God. And then airport food. And, you know, when you roll back through Texas, you have to stop at Whataburger. Sure. It's like the in and out of Texas. Yeah. And it's awesome, by the way. (laughs) If you're ever in Texas, try it. Yeah. It's great. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's really, that was really the eye-opener for me traveling so much and then having these two week off periods and just eating from home and maintaining a great lifestyle of health and exercise and really seeing results like it's funny because Chris my Chris Kubik my assistant coach Mm -hmm. I remember him going so I had returned from Thanksgiving is this in college? This is in college. Okay. So I'm reverting back. And he grabbed me one day. Like we had just gotten back from Thanksgiving and we're starting to go through winter training. And in like after two weeks, Chris pulled me aside and he said, Donnie, I have never seen a man lose as 
much weight as you do as fast as you do. Wow. And I don't know, like, it was like a weird backhanded <laughs> yeah. compliment where I was like, I think that's a thank you, Chris. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, and because what was I he referring to? Had you lost a lot of weight when you got back? Or well, when I go home, I'm not gonna work out, okay. which is a terrible mentality too. Okay. But it that's but the, okay. Yeah. It it was like kind of the switch. Yeah. And then I would just go in and I would I would grind really hard. Yeah. And, uh, that was just kind of what I did, even though I was in the sprint group. I still, I still hit weight room early, left late. Like I tried everything, but um, that's funny. yeah. And I, I think it, it made sense. It made sense to me now, thinking about it and reflecting it, because I still do like to work out consistently. Yeah. And for being a twenty-seven-year-old dude, when you go from hotel to like hotel food traveling in two weeks and just doing a very awful lifestyle to almost a complete flip 180 for two weeks where you're making your meals eating healthy doing like grilling chicken uh grilling fish that you caught or something like that you you it's it's almost immediate it's night and day especially like the younger you are, the faster your metabolism. So processing that kind of food really got it. And that's kind of what had led me to this mentality of, all right, diet's real. Yeah. And that's kind of why this last week, my breakfast has been a whole avocado, uh, apple, a protein shake, and whatever that Nutri-Grain bar is. Yeah. Then maybe sometimes I'll steal some of your chocolate Brazil nuts. <laughs> yeah. Those things are good. They are. <laughs> Which we are going to get into that next episode. Yeah. That Yeah. We are going to get into our eating habits right now. I would f- probably brand us under intuitive eating because mm. um, we're very in tune with our bodies, which is definitely something learned from being an athlete. Um, I think that while that's next episode which we were going to be focusing on, I do want to ask a couple more questions yeah. for this episode. Go for it. Yeah, because I've noticed in knowing you, you do get very, I won't say fixated, but you get set in your ways. <laughs> you can oh, be stubborn. I, l- I love a schedule. I know. And so you end up having, before he met me, he was having the exact same <laughs> like dinners almost every night. Potatoes chicken and a salad and a big thing of salad and i rotated the meat yeah you totally you, you did um and i see you in my mind as a college student just not having the way you describe it it's as if you didn't really have the schedule so when did you start implementing like it, it sounds like in grad school and then also learning to cook when you were PwC and on the road and at home, but what what exactly was your decision of saying like these you know potatoes, the salad and a meat is the meal that I like the best. Like it is the meal that works for me. So I started grilling chicken in college, okay. and that one has always been a staple. But the problem was, 
you like in, in college i was always susceptible to what was on sale okay so stover's lasagnas if you are a broke person out there highly recommend looking into family stover's lasagna because they had i don't know if they still do but their deals were like two buy two get one free and they're like 12 bucks and they'll feed you for like if three of them will feed you for like <laughs> a, a week, week and a half. <laughs> so really the change in the light, like back then I was more of eating to adapt to whatever was out there on sale on sale essentially. Yeah. So I would always keep an eye out on meat, like see what was about to go bad. Mm-hmm. And so I could freeze it and go from there or, uh, Stouffer's lasagna, yeah. which I don't eat anymore, right? Like, I've never seen they are, they yeah. are delicious, okay, but I never eat that or hamburger helper, yeah, and like those things. We <laughs> make a bougie hamburger helper now, yeah, we, we make use a real bison and we, we, gluten-free noodles, yes, we do, we do, sometimes we do it right, sauce. Yeah. we make we make a real hamburger helper, yeah, minus the helper. <laughs> It's it's great, but that's so. As I as I transitioned, it was more of a convenience thing for me. So that makes sense. As, as you know, I like so. I had gotten into a very big habit of I wanted to start work at seven a.m. Yeah, and I get up at five, take care of whatever. Well, this is. This was pre pre Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> I would get up at five. I would go either take care of the dog or work out, and then I'd have an hour to myself mm-hmm. from six to seven. AKA a pot of coffee, your go go juice, like a battery, and then no more coffee the rest of the day. Yeah, I don't. I just drink coffee once. Just one pot, just once. But a whole pot. A whole pot. Yeah. Yeah. It's a battery. Yeah, it's a battery. <laughs> Another weird thing. Which we will know. get into at you next think episode. So? I think so, yeah. I think it's a... It's a weird one. <laughs> idiosyncrasy in yeah. you. Yeah, I like it. So after the coffee and going to work, then, you know, what are you going to have for lunch? Well, a sandwich is easy. So I always pre-make a sandwich during that hour of time because it's just available. Yeah. And then for dinner... I would usually have chicken three nights a week. The reason being is because you can marinate chicken and freeze it or put it in somewhere else and it tastes different, right? Easy. Soy sauce, Cholula, because Cholula is delicious. (laughs) And maybe even like a lemon garlic if you want to do it on like a salad one night. So you kind of were doing it in a way to like have one less thing to think about exactly yeah that's what it sounds like it it was a consistency it was a fast and it makes sense easy healthy like it it was the diet that made sense to how i ran my life Mm -hmm. now post brooke well okay we're gonna get into post Brooke, wait, post Brooke. That means ah, wait. Oh no, no, no. Like, oh, I mean, like I'm no, still post here. meeting Brooke. I'm still here. <laughs> I should have said post meeting Brooke. <laughs> whoa, 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 is this something you want to tell me? Yeah. Yes. So that 
You better save that. We are going to okay. get into our eating styles and eating habits next episode. So if you stuck along for my discussion of eating habits and you stuck on for this discussion with Don on his eating habits, you are going to love what we've got for you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.